to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the Father Brian. It's a me. No. The theme for today's episode is Mario. What? Why? <laughs> it's a Chris you, Pratt Mario? <laughs> Ugh. Gross. I'm embarrassed by you. Yeah, that's fair. I'm embarrassed for you, and I'm embarrassed at you. Good. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Pointing to me? To you, through you, around you. I'm not you. doing any Mario crap, because that's <laughs> nonsense. Um, but it's me, Corey. <laughs> um, I am the uh, mother, and I am a lover of the rich, satisfying smell of tobacco. <laughs> that's a lie. I'm allergic to yes, smoke. Yes, that is true. And we do have a special guest with us today. You may have heard a voice uh, speaking that you may not have heard before. So, hey, I'm Don. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> Buffalo's own Don Johnson? Yup. Or that's Don me. Johnson Nash Bridges? Or both? I don't know. It I've could never be. seen you two in the same room. I've never seen me in the same room as him, so but I like your logic. It depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. It depends. So, welcome. Hey. Um, so, yes, um, you may have heard us mention Don before. He seems to show up in Corey's uh, romper room mirror. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we really appreciate you uh, tuning in, as it is, even though I know there's nothing to see, but you are listening. And thank God, thank in, God, this isn't a, a, a visual <laughs> medium. A visual medium. This this would be a bad episode. <laughs> but we are coming straight to your ear holes, so you're welcome for that. Um, so before we get in here and get into our normal nonsense, obviously, since we have a guest here, and this guest has not been on the show before, Don, we've asked a lot of people that have come on before. Okay. Um, just all three of them. Yes, just essentially. <laughs> Your relationship with The Simpsons, like if you have anything, like as far as, you know, growing up with The Simpsons, how you feel about it, if you're still watching it, if you don't care, you know, maybe you don't like The Simpsons at all, just whatever, but what is your feelings on the show? Who are The Simpsons? <laughs> Who are these Simpsons <laughs> you speak of? I keep hearing about them. <laughs> no, I've, I, I watch them, I'm old enough to remember when they were like new, when they first came out, Yep. and I watched probably for like 10 seasons okay. religiously and then i just gave up because i'm like my god it's never going to end <laughs> and it's still going <laughs> it's still going yeah like they've they they still have it's the same it's the same vibe which i i appreciate mm-hmm. but yeah and i kind of went away from them and in the pandemic i kind of rekindled my relationship with them okay and i watched all of the seasons that i missed i'm like my god it kind of got better at some points. Yeah. Um, it's different. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some seasons where I wish, you know, it just didn't happen at all. <laughs> like, <Right>. what? <laughs> but for the most part, it's still, I, I believe it's still a great show and probably has some of the best writing ever. Yeah. I would agree with that. And, I mean, some of the people that have been on as far as writers and producers. Yeah. It wasn't you Conan know, was on it, right? Conan, yeah. Greg Daniels, who's actually a producer of this episode. Um, he Our was on episode? It. Our, yes, our, our episode, show. Greg Daniels is now a producer. <laughs> wow, well, that explains it. Welcome, <laughs> you know, Greg. Once uh, That's how you're able to afford the star power you were listening <laughs> right. to today. <laughs> you know, once uh, the office ended, he was looking for something to do, so he's like, "All right, I'll just head it's over there." It's weird how he never shows up in my magic mirror, though. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen; he just produces. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Forget that." Right. So, all right, cool. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, yeah, good story, and obviously. So, Patrick, if you're listening out there, you heard it right here. 
the new episodes are still good. Yeah, so, they're still well, good. Well, some of them are. You well, know, I mean, some of them are just kind of like, ugh, but... Yeah, they can't be all home runs, but, right. you know, for and the it's most like, part, they're good. Yeah, and I've said it before um, on this podcast, and I'll say it again, that every time I watch an episode, there's at least one thing that actually makes me laugh out loud. Yeah. So, and maybe it's just because I love the show so much and I give it a little more credit than what it deserves, mm-hmm. but, and I will admit, you know, of course, some of the episodes are a little long in the tooth and... You know things like that, but my ideal scenario would be I do kind of feel like it's time to essentially wrap it up. But what I would love to see them do, and I, I think I've said this before too, is I would love to see them continue to make Treehouse of Horror specials every month or yeah. every year. Yeah, every month. Yeah, we'll make Treehouse of Horror every month. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think that would be kind of cool, and that would be like a nice way to kind of keep it going where it's not just so. But I just don't know how profitable that would be. Yeah, know, for Disney and stuff like. That. Well, it depends on what kind of, like, deal they strike next time, you know? They might be, they might want to come halfway to where, like, they can convince them just to do, like, a, a yearly thing. Right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, maybe they just, instead of doing the full three-part Trias of Horror that's been the whole thing in every Trias of Horror. Not maybe, this year. Well, maybe they just do one, like, eight-minute Trees House of Horror and just put it on a short on Disney Plus every right. year. Like they've been doing with the Marvel stuff exactly. and the Disney yeah. things and I like don't that, think yeah. most of the shorts have been good that they've put on Disney Plus, but <laughs> they're there nonetheless. Exactly. Yeah, it is what it is, right? So but no, um I think I announced a few episodes ago the Treehouse of Horror this year is actually going to be five segments. Holy crap. So I don't know how they're going to do that or how it's going to break up, but... I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, it's going to be quite busy. Yeah. It's going to be a fast that's movie. Like, so, and I believe it's still going to just be, you know, the normal 22 minutes or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're extending it or anything like that. But, Interesting. So, I guess we'll wait and see in a couple of weeks. Maybe so. they had more writers involved, so yeah, maybe. everyone kind of wanted to yeah. have a voice in it, so... All right. Well, um, again, welcome. Thank you for uh, coming today. We appreciate it. We've been trying to do this for a while, and it just didn't quite seem to work out a few times. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we finally got it to work. Um, Should I start clapping? No. no please <laughs> no. don't. So I will. All right. But without any further ado, Corey, why don't we jump into our Romper Room shout out? Oh, um, are you talking to me? I, yep. All right. Where's my magic mirror? I don't know. I don't know either. It's Smith's. No, it isn't. Here it is. But look at that. Guess what? It's is dirty. it dirty? It is dirty. Mm. Guess what I have to do? Do you have to clean it? I do have to clean it. Wow. Guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> What's that? I'm going to clean it. Wow. Ready? Yep. Do you love it? The no. best Foley work in the business. It? Come for the podcast, stay for the Foley work, as we Never. always say here. <laughs> we no, know. we've said that many times. Yep, that's our motto. <laughs> mm. uh, what was I doing? You were doing your romper room oh, shout-out. I was. Well, of course, I see Buffalo's own Don Johnson, hey. who is to my uh, right. I see uh, Carl... I see Patrick, Lindsay, and Baby, host of the Goo Goo Gaga Hour, sponsored by Masterclass. Susie, Maurice, and Mike, host of an actual podcast called Boogeyman's Closet. Please check it out. The Goo Goo Gaga Hour is in an actual podcast? I mean... What have I been listening to for the last two months? Oh, crap. <laughs> I was going to ask, is that a thing, the Goo Goo Gaga Hour? It should be. Patrick, get on that. Um... 
Their baby just turned one a couple months ago. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Be a lot of dead air. Um, <laughs> the Boogeyman's Closet. Check it out if you're over 18 or if your parents don't care about you. Um, <laughs> I see Jess and Caleb. Hi, Caleb. You're the reason we don't say the F word on this show. Uh, I see my friend Timothy, Joey, Amy, Jay, Jasmine. Wait, we can't say the F word on this? No, this is a family-friendly podcast. (laughs) Gotta say the F word. Gotta say it. (laughs) We can't say the F word because of Caleb and that's it. I do it just Uh, to clear my throat. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a problem for me. (laughs) And I also see... Some actual listeners, hello TJ and Cash and Karen and Georgia and Sterling K. Brown and all the members of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. The all-new one? That's what it was called. Yeah, that's what they were called. From the early 90s. Not the old one. The old one is Annette Funicello. The all-new one is Tony Luca and Mark Warren and Josh Ackerman and Damon Pampolina and Tiffany Hale. I could keep going. Please don't. Hello (laughs) to Bill Hader and Fred Armisen, who are also fans of the show. What? Fans of me. Not fans of you, Brian. I know. They told me. Um, Hello to Andy Samberg and all of the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What a fantastic ending that really made me cry. Um, And hello to, let's see, Peter Cetera is a fan. Someone should really check if he's still alive. Michael Bolton's a fan. Um, (laughs) And, of course, hello to my best friend, the Silver Fox himself, Dick Gear. Please oh, and clap. hello to Durs, Adam, Blake, and Kyle. I'm sorry I forgot about you guys. And hello, Dick Gear. We did it. We did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It feels good that we did it, right? The clapping never works. We did it. Mm. Uh, speaking of Fred Armisen, did oh, you I know? You were going to say speaking of Dick Gear. Did you know what? that he plays Cranky Kong in the new Mario? <laughs> Don't you care. weren't kidding. This I is going to be the care. theme, isn't it? I don't care. <laughs> it's so dumb. Charlie Day told me he was not going to listen to this podcast because of you. <laughs> so. Charlie Day will be playing Luigi. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Which, you know what? That would kind of work. And it, it's like the internet said. If you're going to cast Charlie Day, why not cast all of Sunny? Oh, God. <laughs> Danny DeVito is Mario. Yes. Lynn Olsen is Peach. Exactly. Uh, Artemis is Bowser. Who was Glenn Howerton? <laughs> uh, Glenn Howerton would be... Shy guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to put my mirror away. And uh, I will say adieu to you until next time. And also, if there are 30 to 40 people listening to this podcast, including my best friend Timothy... I didn't miss you, Timothy. I, I totally said your name. Um, he's not a listener anymore. <laughs> if there are 30 to 40 people listening to this, why am I saying the same 10 names all, all the time? Literally all the time. You go through like I should. I should really. People. I should really have these people written down because I know I forgot someone else, but I don't remember who. Anyways. Right. Well, if there is... Write in! Yeah, if you'd like to write in, of course, there's a way to do that. 
How do you do that? You can email us at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Great. Um, Instagram. I just accessed the Instagram page, so I may be actually putting okay, things on there. He doesn't know how to do it, guys. Not so yet. he probably won't. But I do know the password, so hopefully we'll get some information up there. Oh my god. Anyways, our Instagram is so it's come to this underscore pod. Yeah. And on Facebook, where we are most active, you can find us. So it's come with the number two this. What about Twitter? We don't, we don't talk, talk about, about Twitter. Twitter. Also, um, you forgot our Patreon. The that fight doesn't me exist. Level. What? Uh, There's no Patreon. Come on. It doesn't <laughs> exist. There's a fight me level. Yep. And if you're listening and you're not emailing us to have your name included in the Romper Room shout out, I'm going to go to your house and beat you up. Wow. That's a threat. Even without the Patreon level of $35,000? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's the fight me level, yeah. where you get to fight Corey. Yep. I'm going to go to your house and beat you up. So real quick, our Eye on Springfield segment. Um, this is where you can take out your phone and just look at it. <laughs> so uh, the city of Portland has named a recently completed pedestrian and bicycle bridge after the Simpsons' famous God-fearing neighbor Ned Flanders to promote the goodwill and kindness inherent in the fictional cartoon character. The bridge also has a plaque that shows Ned Flanders smiling and waving with his catchphrase, Heidily Ho, Neighborinos, etched into it. So, of course, Portland is the home city of Simpsons creator Matt Groening, who embraced the idea of the new bridge's name. Um, And the city has many unofficial streets and locations named after Simpsons characters already. So, of course, because of Macarini's approval of all of this, the city went on to thank him and his team for embracing the idea. Um, I will post a photo of this article, which has a picture of the plaque and everything like that, on our Facebook page once we're done here. That's really weird. Yeah. Um, Even for Portland. I mean, is it? I don't think it is. I think it's kind of cool. Ned Flanders Bridge. I mean, why not? Yeah. Portland is where weird things come from. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's another Moe's Tavern pop-up that's coming. And it's coming to the Springfield Mall in Pennsylvania. Oh, that, that makes sense. That's a little on the nose, It though, is, isn't but it? it seems like it's kind of cool. I'd be kind of interested, but it looks like it's about five and a half hours away from us. So, But while you're there, patrons can grab a Duff Doe beer, which is brewed by Evil Genius Beer. You can shoot pool. Oh, I've had some of their beer. It's pretty good. Try the Love Tester. You can visit Homer's office and answer crank phone calls. Uh, the pop-up also features a Simpsons-themed menu. Homer's office or Moe's office? Homer's said, office. It's the spot at the bar. That's his uh, office, quote-unquote. And the pop-up also features a Simpsons-themed menu with Marge's spicy fried tenders, Homer's chicken tenders, Lenny's grilled tenders. <laughs> I sense a theme <laughs> yep, here. And a drunken donuts shake. And, of course, And dough. chicken tenders. Nut shake. I've heard that they have chicken tenders, but I can't confirm that. That's chicken tender shake. (laughs) Yeah, a chicken tender shake. (laughs) It's a little weird, but... It is, but you got to give it a shot. Yeah, you You got to try it at least once. You got to get like five of them down you before you realize, hey, this might be okay. (laughs) So at the mall, Moe's visitors are also invited to complete a crawl through the mall to some of the other Moe's bars, or to the other bars Moe's has transformed into over the years. So apparently they have Moe's family feed bag and think, you know, all those other like locations that Moe's morphed into and they give you a passport that you can get stamped. And if you get it stamped at all of the places, you can earn a special prize. 
So ticket packages for the Moe's Experience chicken tenders. have a variety of price levels and include food and commemorative swag. Oh. So if you're interested, the Springfield Mall is located at 1250 Baltimore Pike in Springfield, Pennsylvania. Make sure to lock your door. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exit the car. And the last thing I have for today is season 32 of The Simpsons is set to appear on Disney Plus on September 29th bringing the total number of shows available on the platform to over 700. Yeesh. The total number of shows? Why would another episodes. season... Okay. Episodes. Okay, I'm got sorry. it. I didn't mean shows. I meant episodes. All right, and Corey, I know you said you didn't have anything, but did you find anything for news and views? Um, no. All right, no news My and views My phone is being wonky. How? How, well, how did you not figure why, out the because... best... News and views. So, <laughs> Brendan, why I'm don't you tell us that. some I'm news not, and views? Uh, I told you I wasn't going to bring it up. There's a Super Mario Bros. Oh. movie coming out in, in 20... You mean the one with John Hoskins and John Leguizamo? <laughs> that, no. is, that is the de <laughs> facto video game movie, by the way. <laughs> it's so wrong in every every way possible, which makes it so right. <laughs> um, yeah. Chris Pratt is playing Mario, so you know it's gotta be good. That's what I always thought when I saw Mario and I was playing with him. He should be buff. He should be just buff. He needs to just sling his tools around. Like, it needs to be buff. So, Corey, would you be okay with it if we had chubby Chris Pratt again? That's what I was saying to Brendan. I'm uh, My favorite Chris Pratt is chubby Chris Pratt, because when it's he got Chris buff... Pratt. He, like, it became a little much, Chris Pratt, if you're listening. He's not a listener. He doesn't like anything good. He divorced Donna Ferris, so obviously. But he married a Schwarzenegger. Well, <laughs> that is not an upgrade. Yeah, no, it's not. I love Anna, so. <laughs> he allegedly cheated on her with Jennifer Lawrence, which also is awful in my opinion. Um, but you know who wouldn't have done that? Chubby Chris Pratt wouldn't have done that to her. I, which is why they should have cast Glenn Howerton as Star-Lord. Oh my God. So Chubby Chris Pratt could have stayed Chubby Chris Pratt and married to Anna Ferris. I prefer the Chubby there Chris Pratt go. timeline. That's, I, subscribe. <laughs> I subscribe to that universe if he never got buff. He'd be funnier. Yep. Like he would be in probably way lower grossing movies. Although, yeah. <laughs> did say... Chubby Chris Pratt was probably problematic too. We just no one knew. Belonged to that weird church he belonged to. A lot to, of the... but no one knew about it because no one cared. Right. Yeah, so exactly. So all right, can we move on? What from Chubby Chris Pratt? Yes. I have or I does spent Chris too Pratt much, in general. Have I spent too much time on this topic? Apparently, the theme isn't Super Mario Brothers. It's, it's just Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yes, fine. Go ahead. All right. Okay, so without any further ado, why don't we jump into our episode breakdown? And, Brendan, as always, why don't you tell us what we are doing today? Hello, everyone, and welcome to El Viaje Misterioso de Nuestro Homer. The Mysterious Voyage of Homer. That's definitely Spanish. Yes. Uh... I was, I was thinking Greek, but no. <laughs> I don't know languages. <laughs> uh, this was season eight, episode nine, and it was the 162nd episode of The Simpsons. 
The production code for this episode was 3F24. It originally aired on January 5th, 1997. Directed by Jim Reardon, written by Ken Keeler. It guest stars Johnny Cash, and there is no chalkboard gag. And the couch gag is the family is parachuting to the couch, and then Homer's parachute fails, sending him plummeting. Yes. All right, so this particular episode... So when we asked um, Don to come on, we said, is there a specific episode you'd like to do? So he chose this episode. So any reason why? Like, I know you told me this was, like, your favorite episode. It's my favorite episode for many reasons. I mean, it's obviously funny. I've always considered it the most visually stunning episode. 100%. Um, Some of the artwork, some of the things that happen when he's in the desert on his journey is hilarious to me. And plus... Mm -hmm. Johnny Cash. Come right. On. Adorable Johnny Cash. Late late life Johnny Cash. Yep. Well, and it was funny because Corey Needing and I... the money Johnny Cash. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. Corey and I were talking about that before we were watching the episode. Or I think we were watching it and you said, yeah. is that actually Johnny Cash? Right. And I said, yes, it is. And then you said, why would he have done this? <laughs> and... I... <laughs> but like I said to her, I was like, I think it was kind of... Um, it was a good move by him because this was when he was kind of having that renaissance again. Yep. Around oh, that yeah. time when he was working with Rick Rubin, yep. and he had all that music coming out where he was redoing a lot of like more um, current music yeah, in his style and things like that. Exactly. He was trying to be hip and relevant. Right. He's like, oh, the Simpsons. Bigger kids seem to like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I assume he sounds like. He's Nixon. I guess. <laughs> was he not a crook also? Well, everyone, when they get, the, like, certain, when he gets to that age, like, your face just starts rebelling against the words you're trying to say. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, so that's why we went with this episode today. I was excited to do it. Um, so, thank you for your input. All right, so just a few things about the episode before we jump in. Um, so, this episode was actually pitched as early as the third season by George Meyer who had wanted to have an episode featuring a mystical voyage that was not induced by drugs. And he did have the idea to use really hot chili peppers instead. So all of the staff at that time, so again, this was like back in season three, except for Matt Groening, felt that it was too odd for the show. So, of course, the show continued going on, and then Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein resurrected the story for this season and decided to use it for season eight. So, Don, you mentioned that hallucination sequence and all of the crazy animation and everything like that. Yeah, it's odd. It barely fits with, like, any of the Simpsons episodes. Exactly. And it's very, like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's almost standalone. Right. Yeah. And there's some other influences, too, which I'll mention. But all of the animation was completely done by David Silverman. So the reason he decided to do all of that is he did not want to risk sending it to South Korea and having them kind of misinterpret what he wanted the look to look like. So he wanted it to look a certain way, and the only way to ensure it would look exactly the way he imagined it was to essentially do it himself. So um, another thing about the coyote, um, you may notice that the coyote, like the way it's drawn, it's kind of like jagged edges and stuff like that. It's supposed to be cubist, right? Well, yeah. Um, But yeah, essentially what I saw was it was intentionally drawn in a boxier way so that it looked otherworldly and unlike all the other characters. So obviously it was purposeful. (laughs) 
Um, so there is a part in this um, after Homer has his uh, hallucination where he wakes up in a golf course. Yep. <laughs> so this is actually a reference to something that actually happened to a friend of the producers. What? Who blacked out and woke <laughs> up on a golf course in another state. Wow. <laughs> According to the producers, he had to buy a map from 7-Eleven to find out where he was. Whoa. <laughs> and he discovered that he was not only in a different town, but a different state. And he had to walk several miles to return to a friend's house, which was the last place he remembered being the night before. <laughs> wow. Now that, that's a mysterious <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a bad night. <laughs> um, also, as we mentioned, Johnny Cash, of course, is involved in this episode. Um, So there was two choices that the producers had for this episode. Uh, Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan were the two choices that they wanted. Um, So Bob Dylan has turned down the show many times. And he was was previously offered a role in the season seven episode, Homer Palooza, which hopefully we will be doing in the very near future. So uh, again, uh, Johnny Cash's appearance in this, uh, so he was offered the role and of course accepted, and Matt Groening described uh, Cash's appearance as one of the greatest coups the show has ever had. What? I don't quite know what he was saying there, but I just thought it was interesting. To we got him! Yep, we got him. So maybe they just threw a bag over his head and he was in a car and there he, <laughs> he went. He was there against his Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Can I go well, now? He, he no. He takes on a completely different thing when you think of it that way yeah all of his all of his voice acting was gun, done at gunpoint <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> you'll do it again and you'll like it <laughs> if you pay attention at the end credits you can hear johnny cash tapping out morse code <laughs> <laughs> actually what was his cause of death <laughs> the simpsons get him i think and actually it wasn't that long after this was it let's see yeah this was 97 i don't think he was they got him longer after that (laughs) they got him and that was even before disney threatened to like break the story about what actually happened and they're like not so fast cash (laughs) you're going down (laughs) write a song about this yeah (laughs) all right write another song from the grave All right, so the main plot of this episode, basically with Homer trying to find a soulmate and everything like that, is based on the works of Carlos Castaneda. And of course, some of the Native American imagery was being similar to that being used in the films with like Dances with Wolves. So there was quite a few music notes in this particular episode. The main theme from The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is used during the scene when Homer walks into the Chili Festival. Um, (laughs) The song (laughs) At 17 by Janice Ian plays in the background as Homer walks through the town of Springfield looking for a soulmate. And Corey was just saying, this is a really depressing song. I've always thought it was a depressing song. Janice Ian, not the Janice Ian for Mean Girls. Yes. What's it? We Like Short Shorts is a depressing yes. song. No. Yes, that's also a depressing song. And of course, that's the other one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because who's this we? I never signed on to like short shorts. Don't assume that I like short shorts. <laughs> Only certain people like if short shorts. If you like them, say it. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to... No I'm judgment. Gonna, I'm not going to crud all over your dreams, but come on. So this episode is listed on many top ten lists of the best Simpsons episodes ever, and Johnny Cash is near the top of the list for best co-stars. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not know this, and we have this, but I never realized that this episode 
is adapted on the Simpsons level pack for the 2015 video game Lego Dimensions. Oh. So I was like, oh, I might have to look into we, that again. We never played it. No. We, we have we, it. We did for a, a short time. No, we played Lego Dimensions. We never played the Simpsons part. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> we played Lego Dimensions, but we didn't really get into all that stuff. Um, and so this episode, if you go on to Disney+, Plus, it will have the English translation, but it was actually named with that Spanish name. Um, and so this is the second episode to have its English title in another language. The first was Burns Verkraufen der Kraftwerk. That's so, not Spanish. Of course. No, that is German. <laughs> I was, again, thinking Greek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the title is a Spanish phrase followed by its English translation in parentheses. So, however, o via- El Viaje Misterioso de Nuestro Homer literally means the mysterious voyage of our Homer. Oh. So, but it's, they actually say the mysterious voyage of Homer, and they cut that out, but the literal translation means that. Um, just a few more things here. There's many similarities in the appearance of the dog guide to the coyote from, uh, we mentioned this already, Carlos Castaneda's The Teachings of Don Juan. Wow. In the book, after Carlos and Jess Peyote, he plays in the desert with a wild coyote which may or not be a hallucination. And there are also allusions in this episode to the works of Richard Bach, whose works often focus on the concept of soulmates and typically involve quests led by spirit guides. And at the end of the episode, the sea captain refers directly to Bach's most famous book by exclaiming, Arr, Jonathan Livingston (laughs) Seagull. So apparently that is a direct um, yes. Okay. <laughs> just reference. It. That, I respect that, it. <laughs> that was a direct reference. Sorry, the brain just stopped working for a second there. <laughs> All right, so let us jump in here. Uh, let's get into our Act 1. Um, so Act 1, Marge tries to mask an odor by smoking cigarettes in the house. But after <laughs> stepping outside, Homer smells the scent of Springfield's annual chili cook-off. Marge admits trying to dissuade Homer from going due to his drunken antics at the previous year's cook-off. She agrees to let him attend after he promises not to drink beer. At the cook-off, Homer shows an extraordinary ability to withstand hot foods, but is burned by Chief Wiggum's fiery chili made with Guatemalan insanity peppers, <laughs> and is caught by Marge while attempting to cool his tongue with beer, of course. She believes he was intentionally trying to get drunk. While quenching the heat with water, Homer nearly drinks melted candle wax by mistake before Ralph Wiggum warns him not to. But Homer realizes he can use the wax to coat his mouth, enabling him to swallow several insanity peppers whole. Obviously. Eating so many peppers (laughs) causes Homer to hallucinate, and he runs through the fence in terror. Act one. What do you guys got? Anything at all? How many mugs of beer was he about to chug at the same t- just five it was five i counted them i thought it was like eight no it was five <laughs> yeah there was three in the back two in the front and what a waste of beer yeah he just pours it all over his face but you know it's at a festival it might have been just something just some crappy skunk beer or something it might not well, have been and yeah. this was well before craft beer time so i'm gonna tell you something 
I wouldn't honk the honk if I couldn't talk to the honk. <laughs> There's so many lines <laughs> in this episode. This is my favorite line. Okay, so let's talk about that for a moment. <laughs> I so, wouldn't honk the honk if I couldn't honk the talk. So of course we are referring to Waylon Smithers showing up <laughs> in that. With a great outfit. Wonderful outfit. Now, I couldn't help but think of someone in our current day that may wear an outfit like that. Are you talking about Lil Nas X? I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I didn't even know that's who he was talking about. I just thought Lil Nas yep. X. As soon as I saw that, I, I was like... like he has worn something like that. <laughs> right? Because and remember Old Town Road and he was all howdy man Yep. yep. How That's how you what? describe it? Howdy mammy? The best part was uh, I just went along with that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, howdy, mammy. That makes sense. <laughs> um, Yeah, no. I really like Lil Nas X. He's a good kid. Not a listener <laughs> a good of the egg. podcast. He's a, but... a good egg. <laughs> but no, when I saw that, that's all I could think of. I was like, holy crap, Like that's Lil Nas X. Yeah. <laughs> so, Don, you you got anything there for X? Uh, my favorite ride is when Homer first like walks into the chili area, pulls a spoon out. And you, uh, what is it, Chief Wiggum? Chief Wiggum's just like, well, if it isn't the Pope of Chili Town. <laughs> <laughs> and then, who is it? So ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And then Lenny, when he Lenny, makes the comment, yeah. when he's like. He carved the spoon out of a bigger spoon. Out of a larger, a larger spoon. spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we all laughed at that too. The Pope of Chili Town. The Pope of Chili like, Town what? should be like a movie or something. <laughs> That's actually the name of a ska band. <laughs> the Popes of Chilitown is like a UK ska band. Or it could be the Chilitown Popes. Either way. Yeah. Actually, yeah. they're... It works either way. They're like battling ska bands. They've been fighting for that. <laughs> They've been warring. <laughs> um, I did also like the very beginning when Homer's trying to... or I'm sorry, Marge is trying to cover up what's happening. And she clearly cut out the article in the paper. Oh, and yeah. she's holding the scissors. You mean the article from Kicking Back? Kicking Back. Kicking Back. You and remember that section of like every, what was it, Friday edition yep. paper where. It was the gusto here. Yes. Yep. Where they had like fun activities that you could do this weekend and none of it was really fun but you're like eh i suppose it'll do that's where i'd find out about concerts and stuff i was just gonna say the gusto i would always grab at work or like even in school on a friday and i'd Mm -hmm. just be looking like in the back of the gusto all right yes what's what's at mohawk place what's Mm -hmm. it what's at show place and literally that's then i throw the rest of it yep i would do just like homer (laughs) i don't care i don't care about this section don't care about this one oh the gusto great yep (laughs) And even within the gusto, it's just like, okay, concert listings, garbage. Yep. <laughs> the rest of it. <laughs> but I just love when Marge is trying to cover it up. And she's like, why are you, Homer's like, why are you holding those scissors? And she's like, I'm just holding these scissors to gussy up these curtains. <laughs> she begrudgingly just, just cuts them. Which is amazing, because in the very next scene, she's sitting next to Homer, and she's sewing the curtains. <laughs> just quietly <laughs> yes. fixing her own mistake. Which is great. And then. The other part where the phone rings and Lenny's trying to tell Homer if he needs a ride to the chili cook-off mm. and she just grabs the vacuum and just starts running it around him so he can't hear and then she just starts bashing it into the phone line oh and disconnects God. the phone line. <laughs> it's great. I think my favorite thing about Marge in general in the entire show 
is her dedication to perpetuating the delusion that they're a good family. Yes. <laughs> that they're 100%. actually a healthy family. Yep. She will just die on that hill. Yep. <laughs> Well, you know, it's just a lazy dog dangling afternoon. I do like I do like the line drunk as a poet on payday. Yes. yes. Oh, by by another Wiggum line. Uh, go ahead, it's not my job to talk people out of killing themselves. <laughs> what? Yes. I think it might amazing. be. Yes. Well, you know what they say, everything looks bad if you remember it. Yes. <laughs> That's a great line also. And I understand where Marge is coming from because I too like handicrafts. Yes. Instead of stuffing your face. Yes, you do. Well, I'll come back when I'm done having fun. <laughs> I'll come back when I'm ready to stop having fun. Oh man. Oh man, and that I was also thinking of when you were bringing up the Wiggum line, Don, when Homer says to Wiggum, and he's like, "Why don't you go back to whatever it is that you do?" <laughs> No, he says, don't quit your day oh, job. Oh, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is. is. Yeah. He's wearing the copy yep. <laughs> And then, Corey, you mentioned it at the top of our podcast here. Uh, Marge mysteriously takes up smoking. Yeah, because she loves the rich, satisfying smell of tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> and she just felt like filling the house with that smell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of lighting a cigarette to mask a scent. <laughs> Out right. of all the... You could pick a candle, anything. Nah. Nah, cigarette. I'm going to light this a new <laughs> It's very backwards, right? Because everyone used to, like, peel an orange to get rid of a scent in a ba- in a school bathroom. Right, what? right. Of cigarettes. What? Oh, was that the, the gag? Yeah. Oh, I never knew I this. Never People knew would that. smoke in a bathroom and then peel an orange so that it would cover up the cigarette smoke. Interesting. Genius. Oh. <laughs> what they've done is gone the other way. <laughs> Lean into the bad smell. <laughs> oh, you got chili? I got cigarettes. <laughs> we'll see who wins. <laughs> Wait, really? Is that a thing? Yes. Wow. Man. There you go. You heard and it here first, kids. I always knew someone with an orange. Well, how come we weren't doing that to mess the smell up? Not so mm. much anymore because school <laughs> kids mm. don't use cigarettes anymore. Yes. Well, you yeah, vape now. Exactly. <laughs> and that already smells good, so. And that explains it. Every time I used to see a kid just kind of walking towards the bathroom, just like tossing an orange. Really? Right there, so you saw like, this? No. Yeah, I'd be like, what are you doing, man? He's like, going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I never understood what that meant. You're like, now, yeah. like eating an orange in the bathroom. Now I get it. All right. Nothing. Vitamin C's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were having a little smoker's lounge yeah, in there. Apparently. Okay. So right. there you go. So don't say we never taught you anything. Yep. <laughs> Caleb, don't do that. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Works on cigars too. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So I do also have to bring this up because this happens all the time in this family. Whenever somebody is like excited and like <sighs> is anxious because something's happening and we're not going or something like that, we mm. always say, but I'm missing the chili no. cook <laughs> You do that. We don't do yeah, that. Yeah, not everyone does. You do it. I do not. You've done that. I no, have not has. seen yes. this episode before. No, but He's I mean like you've that. acted like that and we've said that. No, you've said that. I would like to say no one here does that but you. Okay. 
It is a relatable thing, though, because everyone's at least in their own head mm-hmm. had that thought, like, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, let's go. Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm missing the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then we see that great um, flashback to last year's chili cook-off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cotton candy. Yes. Oh, God. The <laughs> cloud. Pink cloud. Like do, do, don't like dogs come up yeah. and start eating it off yeah. of yep. him? Like, oh. He just passes out on the ground. <laughs> I really hope they got rid of that machine after that year. Yeah, right. I I didn't see it when he when they went to the chili cook-off, so maybe they did get rid of it. Great. Um, but yeah, Corey, I wrote this down. I forgot to mention it when you brought it up about the. Of course, everything looks bad if you remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that should just become the new mantra. Yeah. Yeah. Like just yeah, everything's bad if you remember it. Yeah. It's only Forget wrong if it. you think about okay. it. Okay. The same. Yeah. The cotton candy machine. Uh, I I would have liked to have seen it, uh, like in the ba- in a, as a background joke, but with the signs that are like crossed off, so it like has like a cigarette and it's crossed off, and then something else that it's cro- and then the last one is just Homer, like <laughs> yeah, like in the machine. Homer's, He's the reason yeah, that yeah. sign needed to be made, yeah. Yeah. but it's just like the silhouette. Of yeah, him yeah, in the yeah, machine. yeah, 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 yeah. Or, I mean, it no, would have been funny just, like, seeing guys in a hazmat suit or something spraying it down. Like, they're still spraying it down <laughs> all this time or something like that, you know? See, I'm in the camp of they did nothing at all. They're just, like, they just looked got both ways and just put more. All of those are good <laughs> options. Yeah. Um, I did like the sign for the chili cook-off where it said, please lick spoons clean after every use. Oh, oh, I missed that. Oh, man. You couldn't do that now. Um, Corey, what did you think of that spice rack that uh, Marge found? I I mean, eight whole spices with oregano? Well, some of these must be doubles. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even know what oregano is. That's great. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I mean, as she said before, the special ingredient is salt. So she clearly (laughs) doesn't have much uh, knowledge of spices. Now, I was surprised that the two of you didn't laugh at this comment when we were watching it. When Homer is trying to get Marge away from Lenny's, um, what was it called? Intoxicating gate. Little bit of Lenny. Little bit of Lenny. His little store there, little bit of Lenny. Oh, right, yeah. And Homer's trying to get Marge to go with him, and she doesn't want to, of course. And he says, less less artsy, more fartsy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys didn't laugh. I'm I, surprised. Well, I got we it. got it. You got it, but, but you were just like, not funny. It's it's low-hanging. Not funny! <laughs> it's low-hanging quality. fruit, right? It's quality, though. You know. <laughs> okay. Someone has to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I can't get past Act 1 and without bringing up how terrible Helen Lovejoy is. I hate <laughs> Helen Lovejoy. I hate her. She's just the worst. Just, she is. Oh, hi, Marge and home. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not even with you. He's probably <laughs> off drinking. What if he is, Helen? What if he is? Oh, she's just so terrible. She I hate is. her so much. Yeah. And then she comes up again. I think it's in the second act, but I'll bring up what she says in the second act because that's even worse. But um, So some of the attractions that we see at the, the chili cook-off, some of the signs are pretty funny. So we got Moe's Chili Bar. This one's my favorite. The Munts Family Chili. It takes weeks to make months. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burns has Ole Elihu's Yale-style salt peter chili. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, Professor Frank has a virtual chili set up. <laughs> and of course, uh, Ned Flanders and his five alarm chili, which Homer realizes only two alarm, it's two and a half tops. One, two. I like he's counting it <laughs> as he ate it. Daddy, are you going to jail? <laughs> we'll see, kids. Yeah, Brittany, you seem to like that part when, no, Todd says You can't it. tell you them can't apart. You can't tell them apart. One is taller than the other. You're yeah. taller. What one's but... taller than the other one? Rod is taller. Are you sure? I think I have this down, and the way that I remember it is Rod is older, and R comes before T in the alphabet. Uh, you're a genius. <laughs> so I believe that's how I remembered it. But I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um Oh, and then also another Wiggum line when he's talking about the peppers that they were grown in the jungle primeval (laughs) of a Guatemalan insane asylum. (laughs) Just, oh, great visuals there. Yeah. And then I also did really like, uh, Corey, you brought up the beer. Yeah. Homer trying to cool it off, but I like the ice cream. That as soon oh, as he gets it up to his tongue, oh, it just melts like immediately. Doesn't, doesn't even touch his tongue. tongue. <laughs> and when that. he drinks the wax and starts feeling like crappy at the end, I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have ingested all that wax. He didn't ingest it. He just coated his mouth. It was yeah. from the peppers that oh, he, he sloshed it around and then spit. Yes, he spit it out, remember? Because then yeah, he breaks but it off. Listen, a little bit always gets down there. That's true. That's what you she always. Spit, you can spit it out as much as you want, but a little bit. We, Moving on. <laughs> we here have an expert wax drinker. Yeah. And that's why we brought, and that's why Don Johnson is here. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to light a candle, you're drinking that wax. Come on. In for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> so real quick, a little bit about that candle wax. Um, so when this episode was made, the Fox censors sent a note to the writers questioning Homer coating his mouth with hot wax. The note read, quote, to discourage imitation by young and foolish view- viewers oh. when Homer begins to pour hot wax into his mouth, please have him scream in, scream in pain so kids will understand that doing this would actually burn their mouths. That usually helps people want to do it more. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, this is a jackass effect. Right? So, of course, they did not add the scream. But they did add dialogue from Ralph Wiggum questioning Homer on his action. That's that's not helpful. I know. It's, not helpful. it's Ralph Wiggum. Ralph's yes. an idiot. But I don't know if you guys noticed this, but after I saw this and everything, it kind of made me think, okay, maybe everything was animated and then they went back and added Ralph in. Did anyone pay attention? Like, Ralph looks kind of weird, the way that he's drawn in that it's, scene. I think it's almost <laughs> that he's, like, floating off the ground a little bit but and even just like the way he's animated like it almost looks like an older version of ralph mm-hmm. like from one of the earlier seasons right. than it does now like i mean yeah, it's no, not right. really obvious like... but it's kind of subtle even the tone of his clothes don't match the rest of the animation it's kind of weird and then later in this scene or in this act when ralph shows up like he looks the way he's supposed to and he looks fine but i just thought he looked weird so i was thinking maybe they just added that in like last minute or something like was, that, yeah. and that's why and then Otto delivers one of the best lines. <laughs> Let him go. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and I did also love just the nonsense between um, Dr. Hibbert when he mentions that smoke should be coming out of his ears at this point when Homer takes the peppers <laughs> yeah. 
And then <laughs> Krusty just turns to him and goes, yeah, his ears if we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it just takes me back, like, to all those old cartoons where, you know, you eat something hot and then smoke shoots out your ears and everything, right. like the Texas Avery things and stuff like that. After Homer eats the peppers, anybody have a thought about the sound his stomach made? Oh, it's that, like, that gurgling, yeah. Yeah. gurgling, I'm about to have a bad bathroom yeah. experience. It was, <laughs> but it was really weird. Like, it almost sounded like a dog or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, it was kind of, I thought it was kind of an odd choice for something like that. It's an but. accurate sound, though. Like, we've all been there. Yeah, right. stomach it's just true. That, like, it's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> all right, so, Don, you're mm. a big fan of a lot of the same music that Corey and I listen to. Right. Did you catch the Ramones reference? No. During yes. Homer's hallucination. Yep. What? What's they the were, Ramones They were reference? all saying, like, kind of weird stuff. Like, I think, oh, man, I can't for, I can't ever remember old guy's name. Oh, uh, Jasper? Yeah, Jasper says, cuckoo, cuckoo. Hmm. And someone says, gabba, gabba, hey. It's Flanders. Oh. So okay. when Flanders does, like, and he just kind of breaks off and just in a mustache, he's like doing all that craziness. The last thing he says is Gabba Gabba Hey. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I wow. thought that was kind of cool. And then, Brendan, you really laughed when Mrs. Carabble tries to talk. <laughs> the Peanuts reference? Yep. She's yeah. got the little, uh. <laughs> yep. Which I found a name. Or her name is apparently Miss Othmar. What? O T H M A R. Is the name of that teacher, I guess. So there you have it. Um, and sure. I do also have to say that when Barney belches and that animation of him, it just kind of reminded me of like Ren and Stippy. Mm-hmm. Ren and Stippy. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just kind of had that just feel to exaggerated. It so yeah. But all right. So anything else for Act One? Anybody no, got anything? No. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump into Act Two. Oh, and of course Homer jumps through the fence. Yep. Uh, to get out of there. So. Kool-Aid man. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> Kool-Aid man, just like Terry Jeffords, right? <laughs> and I ran up to the fence and I thought, I've never jumped over a fence that high before. <laughs> and then I woke up at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so act two. After winning the chili eating contest, Homer hallucinates wildly from the peppers. During his trip, he meets a spirit guide in the form of a coyote, who advises him to find his soulmate and questions Homer's assumption that Marge is his. Helen Lovejoy, the gossipy preacher's wife, <laughs> tells Marge about Homer's antics, thinking that they are alcohol-induced, and Marge drives home without him. I mean, it's a fair assumption. Right. The next day, Homer awakes on a golf course. He returns home to find Marge angry with him for his embarrassing behavior at the cook-off. He asks her to forgive him, but she refuses. Homer makes note of their fundamentally personality differences and questions if they are truly soulmates. Act two. What do you guys got? Listen, Homer isn't drunk. He's just tripping, Marge. (laughs) Calm down. Because that's better. (laughs) Listen. If you take a peyote trip, that's, like, supposed to help you find yourself. I have never done it. Are you sure? Full disclosure. Because, <laughs> A, I can't find peyote. And so B, that's the problem. And yep. B, like, usually my problem. what if it kills me? I don't, I don't think... I'm can not an expert you? either. I don't think it can kill you. Like, you can fry your brain for sure, yeah. but you'll be alive. Your quality of life will be very low. But it could have a... 
permanent negative well, impact see on what if it does that i'm the person who would just become brain dead or brain damage <laughs> <laughs> brain damages i there's only one way to find out right where am i in shelbyville <laughs> <laughs> that's great um so yeah i mean we can't really go into this act without talking about just the animation and it's just, amazing. I mean, how insane and just beautiful it is. Like, mm-hmm. so apparently, um, you know, the giant butterfly. Oh that yeah, that flies above Homer. That was actually 3D computer animation. What? And it really? was one of the first times they did it on the show. I was going to say that's probably groundbreaking for the year it for was sure. done. And yeah. you know, and I did think it was a little weird. And like, I thought maybe it was just the streaming of us watching it, but it almost looked like a little glitchy. Yeah. A little bit like it wasn't as smooth as everything else. But then when I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe that's, that's why. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, Corey, I think the line you were looking for earlier when you were talking about brain damage was, man, this is crazy. I hope it didn't brain my damage. Yes, that's actually <laughs> what I was looking for. And that is probably my favorite animation when he's trying to just spin him Yeah, out. and yeah. he tries to look the other way and his face literally goes through his mm-hmm. head to the back. Right. <laughs> and yeah. then it just shows on the back of his head. Like, yeah. that was incredible. I was like, wow, that was so cool. I like when he he runs to the, the puddle. He's like, I better check my pupils. Yeah, and they're like <laughs> popping. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the, uh, the sunrise sunset. <laughs> Oh, yes. Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. And he breaks the sun. Note to self, stop doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just before that, I also have the line, okay, I think I'm going to be leaving now. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of Act 2 is Bart. (laughs) The chili hat? No. Oh, (laughs) this baby's wasted on you. Then I says to Mabel, I says... <laughs> I love that, too. And I actually put in here, why is this funny? Well, here's why it's funny for me. <laughs> because in my family, I have an uncle who is... Maybe he has damaged his brain a little bit. But... He brained his damage? Yes. But we don't know that. Um, but he always says stuff like that. So I says to her, I says, and that's why it was funny. I just love anything like that. It reminds me of like old timey, like 1940s. So I says to this broad, I says, and I Like a Dice Clay kind of character. And you know, I think think it was also the name. Mabel. Mabel. So I says to Mabel, I says... Yeah, no one's named Mabel. <laughs> I mean... Bart doesn't have any friends named Mabel. Is it Except Mabel that girl on, from uh, the Goldfinger song, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't Mabel on um, uh, the mystery spot? The cartoon? Oh! oh from uh, Gravity Falls. Yeah. Yes, Gravity yes. Falls. Yes, yes, that is the Mabel. Mabel. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I... I don't know why, but I really laughed at that too. Like I've mentioned before, I, love like, that. I find like yeah. the most random things that I think are hilarious on the show. Oh yeah, and that was one of them. And I no, and I could not hilarious. stop. And I just kept saying, "Why is this funny? I because don't know why is. this is funny, but it because is because it's not. It, it's <laughs> it's a mystery. It's not how Bart would even be yes, talking. That is true. <laughs> so I says to her, like. And then the hey. best part is after Homer comes in and like interrupts the conversation, he says, "I'll <laughs> get back leave. to this later." <laughs> and then leaves, and then he says, so I says to Mabel, I says. <laughs> just says it again. <laughs> it was great. I just loved it. <laughs> uh, I When I first heard that, uh, it gave me 
a like a, a I thought it was like a reference to like a to like the Godfather or a movie like that. I've never watched The Godfather. I should. Yeah, we should re- we should remedy that. Um but it sounds like a reference to one of those movies mm-hmm. and not just a random line that right. was just thrown in there because yeah. it's just a throwaway but it's so funny. Yeah. Well, it's it's almost like a a, a caricature of what he's doing because he's obviously in the midst of telling a joke, mm-hmm. but it sounds like the hackiest street <laughs> joke ever just so I says to her, right? like a horse walks into a bar kind of like a <laughs> Just like a hack setup for it. It's like so lazy. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, he's telling a joke. Okay, we'll have, we'll have him say it like this. Yep. Anybody have any thoughts about the whole tortoise thing? Oh, what's he writing with? Tortoise. Oh no! Oh no! Dude. <laughs> he's got four legs. None oh. of them are writing. He's casually walking along. What's he writing with? You figure it out. <laughs> Yikes! No, I think I think. My question about the tortoise is it 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 walks from the left to the right and it walks and makes the first line whatever the first line is I don't remember Follow and then the... it teleports to the to, to the left of the bottom line and it starts oh. writing that line too. Uh, I, I just like when he kicked it <laughs> and he just says he goes get moving you stupid when I'm kicking you that means hurry up and then he boots it. <laughs> <laughs> but the tortoise does get the last laugh because he's supposed to climb up that platform and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it just grows into this huge pyramid. You did that because I kicked you. And he just yep. smiles and nods at him. Uh, yep. <laughs> Have fun with that. Yep. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Corey, I know you kind of said it quickly, but I want to spend a little bit of time on this. Just Bart's hat. <laughs> just, hey, check it out, Lee. It's time for chili. <laughs> At least it's like, yeah, I saw it, Bart. And he goes, you're just mad because there's no clock on your hat. <laughs> At least says, what hat? And he goes, oh, this baby's wasted on an idiot like you. Where's Homer? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what he does. Yes. Where's Dad? <laughs> He'd appreciate this dumb, pointless thing. <laughs> All right, so, of course, we get the introduction of Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. Anybody thoughts on Johnny Cash and his involvement? I didn't know that Johnny Cash was in this until I read his name on the script. Really? I still can't believe it was Johnny Cash. I mean, yes, it sounds just like him, but oh, yeah. there were times that I thought someone else was in The Simpsons. I can't think of who right now, mm-hmm. but they weren't. Right. So. But thoughts on how he did? He did, I thought he he did, did good. Right. Yeah, I thought he was really, really good. Who was he? What? He was the he coyote. Was... Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. because it was the only voice that I... Felt like was he was guest. the tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> he had no lines exactly. So, but no, I thought. I mean, I definitely agree. Earlier, I said that. Excuse me. A lot of people say that he's like one of the best uh, guest stars, oh, yeah. and I think I would agree with that. Like he did a really, really good job with it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like you know they gave him enough to do, but it wasn't like it wasn't too, too much. Yeah, it wasn't too much. You know, he didn't like steal the show. He supported the show. Did a really good job with it. Yeah. yeah, and like, and the role he played was just perfectly suited for him too. Right. So I think all that really helped too. He's my second favorite guest star. My first, John Waters. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the, the that's, zap. That's the best one. <laughs> best is. character ever. He is really good. <laughs> I would love to see him come back. Yeah. And actually, I think we talked when we did that episode that. 
people have asked if he would come back, and he's like, yeah, if they asked me, I would do it. Yeah, yeah. They just haven't asked him to come back. I think they should. I would love to see what... That would be a fun recurring character. For like, sure. I loved that character yeah. in general. Yep. So, and yeah, I think he would definitely do it. But, um, but yeah, the tortoise gives Homer some great um, advice. When he sell, tells him the problem is that the mind is always chattering away with a thousand thoughts at once. And then Homer says, yeah, that's me, all right. And then you just see the blank stare with the wind. Just, just the wind <laughs> blowing at Homer. Just clearly nothing going on up there. But I did also appreciate when Homer says, like, well, should I start meditating or give away my possessions? And Kaidi's like, oh, God, no, don't do that. Like, you should have more possessions. possessions. You don't even have a computer. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then when he, the coyote shows his true self and starts gnawing on Homer's leg. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, what do you want? I'm a coyote. And Homer goes, look, give me some inner peace or I'll mop the floor with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so I brought it up already, but Helen Lovejoy. Terrible human absolutely, being. Absolutely. I mean, even worse now. Yeah. Where she says, better you hear it from me than some gossipy neighbor. No. Homer made a total jackass of himself. <laughs> but I do love... Um, Tim Lovejoy's comment when he says, Oh, Helen, that's enough. Call off your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, Oh, but someone had to tell her, and I got here first. <laughs> that, but, ugh. That call off your dogs line is a line that would be said in the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. For basically the exact same. Right. Yep. Okay. My favorite part of the episode Homer comes out of the hallucination. He's walking down the street. He sees the dog. And the dog says, Hi, Homer, find your soulmate. And it's not Johnny Cash, it's just a normal voice. And then Homer says, Hey, wait a minute. There's no such thing as a talking dog. The dog starts to bark, and Homer goes, Damn straight. (laughs) I think that's probably my favorite part of this episode. I liked how he woke up and Ken Brockman was very upset that he was asleep on the... He called him a homeless man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Alright, so, Corey, Homer goes out all night, gets in trouble. Sure. How would you feel if I did something like that? Well, first I'd be shocked, because he wouldn't do something like that. That's That's incredibly out of character for you. You're the person who drives me home when I'm drunk. That's true. So So that's what you'd be mad at. So, (laughs) the real question would be, how would you feel if I didn't come home? I'd just be like, whatever. Oh, like wow. I'd be concerned, but I would I wouldn't be upset. I would just Ooh. be like, "Were you safe? Have, Was everything I, I, okay?" I have a lot to talk to my therapist about this. <laughs> Hello, therapist. <laughs> but don't worry, Homer didn't get drunk. He just went on a strange fantasy. He went to a strange fantasy world. <laughs> it is it is a really deep episode. It is. It is an actual journey. Yes. Like it's it, it's Marge learning to trust him about the whole beer thing. Right. And her refusing to initially listen that it wasn't be like you know, and then like you know, of course Homer having the doubt because mm-hmm. initially he's just like when he's talking to the space coyote and he's just like, "What's well, a stupid question?" Of course, Marge is my soulmate, and then the coyote is just like, "Is she?" And he's like, "Oh," and then he you know starts to think about it and like has that little montage, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep, and he starts to think about it all, and so yeah, that's you know kind of an interesting. Uh, perspective here with this um, as we go through here. <laughs> so one of the reasons that leaves Homer's to his doubts is 
that they're not kindred spirits is when he starts comparing the records. <laughs> and yes. he looks in the disc cabinetion 2000. So he pulls out the records and he's trying to say, like, you know, just look at these records we have. I mean, Jim Neighbors, Glenn Campbell, the Doodle Town Pipers. <laughs> and then there's her records, which stink. <laughs> and Corey wanted to know if the Doodle Town Pipers were an actual thing. And I did look it up. And yes, they are. They are a band from the 1970s. And they included Bernie Brillstein. And who was the other one I told you? They're like two producers that have done a bunch of things. Like Bernie Brillstein was involved with the Ghostbusters. Really? And things like that. So they went on to do that. Here it is. I got it. So they were a 1960s and 70s easy listening vocal group founded by Ward Ellis, George Wilkins, Bernie Brillstein, and Jerry Weintraub. Weintraub. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, he's the one that's been involved. I need to get back into easy listening music. <laughs> that's a genre that, that needs needs some love, I think. Mm-hmm. Easy listening vocal music is just <laughs> ASMR to white yeah. noise. Yeah. <laughs> True. True on that. All right, the last thing I just want to bring up with Act 2 here is, so, of course, Homer has the doubts and leaves the house in the middle of the night. Right. How many times has he done this? I feel like he's done this many times where he's had doubts about something, left the house in the middle of the night, no one knows where he's going, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to figure everything out on his own. The only time I remember that happening is Lisa doing that. Well, he did it in um, the first season. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to the first well, season. We reviewed it. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> a lot of people don't like him. It, it, it's a slow to start season. It sure is. I am going to say something about the music choices. I do love Jim Neighbors and Glenn Campbell. <laughs> what about the Doodle Town Pipers? I've never heard of them. But, Give them a chance. But yeah. I, I feel like me and you do have the same like similar musical interest but then i lean towards the more ghetto part of my soul which is nwa and tupac and biggie but then there's the other side of that soul the back of your soul which is the back of your which is (laughs) the bgs and steely dan and and i i just recently told you what my true guilty pleasure was and it wasn't the Bee Gees or Steely Dan because I'll die on that hell um (laughs) it was the golden age of emo and how everyone hated on my chemical romance and I'm like oh god I secretly love them well, I the secret's out. Love them. The I don't care. I, it's public. I'm in my 40s. I can like whoever I like. I told her it's interesting all this information comes out after we're married. I can yeah. like whoever I like. <laughs> yes, you can. You held that one a little close <laughs> to the vest. Because, you know, when they came out, everyone's like, Ugh, my chemical romance. I hate them. I mean, not everyone. They're stupid. They're very popular. Yeah. But That's the problem with really cruddy bands, is there's a lot of cruddy people that like them. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, 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 I love my chemical romance. Yeah. And you're entitled to. Right. And because Thank of that, you. now London loves my chem and Kaylin. Well, and it's like I said, why do you think London loves them so much? Did you think she was a four-year-old listening to I'm not OFNK? Yeah. And if she was, where'd she hear that? And also, Grammy. yes, my grandmother really loved My Chemical Romance. <laughs> she used to spin them all the time. She wanted me to play the Black Parade at her funeral, and I said, I, 
I can't. It's a bit too ominous. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, moving on. Anything else for Act 2? Anybody got anything else we didn't talk about? No. Okay. All right. So let's get into our final act, Act 3. Roaming the streets at night, Homer thinks a lonely lighthouse keeper is his soulmate, but finds the lighthouse (laughs) is operated by a a machine once he arrives there. (laughs) Seeing a ship approaching, Homer destroys the lighthouse's huge bulb, hoping its passengers will befriend him after their ship crashes ashore. Marge arrives, having known exactly where Homer would go. They reconcile after realizing they really are soulmates, despite their differences. The ship runs aground nearby, spilling its cargo of hot pants. What are hot pants? <laughs> they're pants, but they're hot. <laughs> are they a real thing? Yes, We'll get they to are. that in just one moment. And then Springfield citizens happily retrieve the hot pants as Marge and Homer embrace. Okay. So you want to know what hot pants are? What are hot pants? Would you like to take this? They're like, you know, booty shorts? Yes. Do you know booty shorts? Do you wear booty shorts? You don't know. (laughs) I honestly don't. (laughs) Um, They're they're booty shorts, basically. Except hot pants is what they were called in the 1970s. Why? Because they were hot, baby. Yeah. They were hot. And and I assume that they were always like neon or like really bright colored or something. I I think that started in the 80s. Right. <laughs> oh, the hot, hot pants. pants. <laughs> All right. So, Corey, I know you really laughed at the beginning of this act. <laughs> this goes beyond my training as a furniture salesman. <laughs> you don't want the sofa. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love it. Well, it's a great reveal because you like they make you feel like Homer is literally getting therapeutic health. Yeah, help. and you're like, finally. Yeah, good. Good for you. <laughs> like, going to get, go to therapy. That's great. Yeah. And it turns out it's a furniture store. <laughs> An all-night furniture store, I may add. I that was hilarious. <laughs> 24-hour furniture store. We know why. Why isn't Kaylin here? She knows why it's a 24-hour furniture store. No, that's store. only mattress stores. And furniture stores sell mattresses sometimes. He's not wrong. Mattress stores are more specific. I can't tell you how many times I've been up all night partying and wishing I could just jump on a mattress or two. You know, to try them out. Gotta try them. And maybe purchase them. (laughs) Or maybe not. Or maybe not. (laughs) All right, so anything else for Act 3 you guys got? I also think it's an accurate description of Lenny being a crony. Now, that was great. Just all of them. When, them just boiling themselves down. Yes, when Homer goes in and he's trying to question all his friends, Barney says he's more of a chum, <laughs> Lenny's a crony, yep. Carl's an acquaintance, <laughs> the two barflies are a colleague and a sympathizer, mm-hmm. Bumblebee Man is a compadre, <laughs> that makes sense, Kearney's yep. an associate, Dr. Hibbert's a contemporary, and of course, <laughs> course Moe is a well-wisher. <laughs> In that he doesn't wish Homer any specific harm. <laughs> Different. A man after my own heart. <laughs> so, Don, anything for Act 3 that stuck out for you? Uh, just the hot pants. That is such a hilarious and low-hanging gag that I just, I love. The, the whole who wears short shorts. <laughs> we wear shorts! <laughs> and then the song playing. It's just, yep. It's so good. Yes. It really is. And, Brendan, you got anything? that you want to talk about? I got some more, but I'm seeing if you had anything that stuck out for you for Act 3. It was short shorts. Just short shorts. <laughs> Everything kind of comes down to short shorts, doesn't it? Uh, it's, the, it's the big finish. Yeah. It's the reveal. The whole thing's yep, been about exactly. the short Exactly. It sure yeah. is. <laughs> um, it's, it's just like how a cat is not a dog. 
Okay. The, in Cats. That was the big reveal. Oh, <laughs> yes. Gotcha. They're all jellicle. Yeah. I did like the personal ad when Homer's calling on the phone. <laughs> and I didn't realize this at the time. I found out this after the fact. That when he calls on the phone and he reaches out to GBM. Does anyone know what GBM means? No. You told me, so I'm not going to say it. It's gay blackmail. Okay. That's what it was in the personals. Hell yeah, so Homer. now, like, knowing that, when you hear the rest of the conversation, when Homer says, I also like rainy days in movies, and he goes, I don't like that. Or that. And then he goes, it's not that I'm afraid, but I'm just going to hang up now. Bye-bye. <laughs> like, it makes a lot more sense knowing that now. Like, Maybe what that Homer's conversation progressive was enough to at least consider it. <laughs> That's what I appreciate. <laughs> He's just like, stop that I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and then the conversation Homer has with uh, his memory, oh, okay. the coyote, mm-hmm. when he hears, find your soulmate, Homer. And Homer mm-hmm. says, but where? Where? And he goes, I'm just your memory. I can't give you any new information. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, Brenda, did you have any thoughts on the music montage of when Homer's kind of walking? I don't remember the music montage. So the music's playing in the background, that really sad song. There were some, some funny little gags. Yeah. There, anything sure. that stuck out for you? Oh, the uh, the fish. You see the, the kissing, kissing fish. fish and the one just they, looks like they're kiss, kissing and then they just eat him. And then <laughs> winks at him. And that, yeah, and then the look he makes to Homer afterwards. He's like, like that yeah. menacing look. He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> And, Corey, I saw you kind of snickering at the signs that Homer's no passing. No trespassing. Employees must wash hands. Yeah. <laughs> no pressing. No no trespassing. Do not enter. Severe tire damage. <laughs> and then, yes, employees must wash hands. <laughs> I thought that was just really funny. And the lyrics to that song are heartbreaking. Yes. And we actually had the closed captioning on, so we were seeing what they were. No, like, oh, I man. mean... I mean, I'm sure you know them already. Yeah, I've... I thought that love was only for beauty queens. Like, I always thought I was an ugly kid, and oh. I, like, felt that in my soul. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the most depressing song I've ever heard in my life. Right. Well, Homer decides <laughs> that his soulmate... I feel like it brought that down a few notches. Maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. It, it is sad. Homer. It is a sad song. And at that point, what? Homer is really down. Yeah, no, so it's, it's it makes good. sense. It's, it's a good song for that moment. Right. But at that point, he basically just says, well, forget about Marge. I know who my soulmate is. It's the light keeper. <laughs> the lighthouse keeper. It's the strange man that, that lives in that. Yeah, the loneliest man in the world. <laughs> so he'll understand Homer. Yep. He and sure then, will. And then when Homer goes running up the stairs, no more loneliness for Homer and Earl. <laughs> 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 like, what is his end game here? What does he think is going to yeah, happen? Him and are gonna be best friends. It's I wanted. I wanted there to be a guy and just fall through the window. I don't know why, but I thought for sure there was gonna be a guy up there and it was just gonna fall out the window. And that's it. Like yep. meaning that, like, so he just fell out the window or like he jumped out the window. I don't know. Okay. Either that, one. Dealer's choice. <laughs> so that being said, how did you feel about the reveal? Because you had not seen this episode before. I have never seen this episode. So how did you feel about the reveal of it being (laughs) Earl is the electronic automatic robotic lighthouse? 
I love it when movies uh make some random acronym uh just random letter words put in so that they can make a word that they want. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so you were happy about the reveal then? No. <laughs> no. You just love the acronym. No. Okay. That was sarcasm. Oh, I see. I get sarcasm. Um, Homer does have a good sarcastic speech about Earl being his soulmate. And I just love just his whole thing that he's saying. And, and then also when Homer is in the spotlight... And all of a sudden, magically, that spotlight can be seen from the Simpsons house. Yeah. It's never been seen before. Batman's but, really let yeah, himself go. Yeah, so it's go. either Dad or Batman let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> so I do kind of have a little bit of an issue. Like, I understand Homer's going on a journey. I understand that, you know, you have to do all of this in 22 minutes. Yeah. But he comes to this sudden realization that he is completely alone in, what, a couple yeah. hours? Yeah, and it's just like so, just horrible for him, and he can't go on. Like everything was fine yesterday. Yeah, yeah. and just all of a sudden now, like, and Homer is typically a dim-witted person that gets over things immediately. Yeah, I figured it out. Okay, he wasn't allowed to drink beer at the chili chili festival, Mm -hmm. so he's going through withdrawal. Oh, that could be depression too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Did he have the shakes? He might have had the shake. The DJs. Well, he definitely was shaking on something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then the one line he said, like, it's just so sad when he says, I'm a lonely, insignificant speck that has been put on a has-been planet orbited by a cold, indifferent sun. It's like, man, that is deep, man. But still, like, it's, I'm it's like... It's true. Yeah. But <laughs> it's very true. Still, I'm just like, you just got to this point... <laughs> So quickly. Well, he what they're implying the whole j- quote unquote journey that he's implying. Usually, after such a journey, um, after eating peppers and only peppers, um, you will come to like sudden earth shaking, like life changing realizations. That's a good. And they might be trying to mimic that kind of thing. Like Corey, you mentioned like with the peyote. Like a lot of people say yeah. you do it, and then you kind of have like a like realization yeah. of your life and everything like that. So, all right, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I also have in my notes here that that was quite a toss Homer had to knock out that light. Yeah, <laughs> that was extinguisher. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and um, also, just absolutely love Homer's descent into madness in the dark. Just that laugh. Mm-hmm. And then the music that they're playing, that real creepy, like, like music as it's yes. all happening and everything, just mm-hmm. it's just very, very well done. Yeah, the whole episode, like they, they they create a whole mood. They really do. It's 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 great. Yeah, I think, I think it is a good standalone episode. Like it's for sure. It's one I suggest to people when the, when they're like, okay, well, I want to get back into the Simpsons. Let me, where should I start? All right, well, go there. Yep, for sure. Um, Corey, do you have any thoughts on how Marge figured everything out of where Homer was? Public transportation is for losers. (laughs) (laughs) And he's heading west because Springfield slopes slopes down that way. (laughs) And he'd go to the lighthouse because he loves blinking lights. Just like the one on the Wallflower. And the guy at the crosswalk. (laughs) Yep, that little guy on the don't walk sign. Um, That was a lot of thought and effort she put into it. But good for her. Yeah, and that's why they're soulmates. 
Their sames go right down to the bone. (laughs) Their differences are only skin deep, but their sames go right Right. down to the bone. (laughs) And then, of course, Homer just, we're number one. We're number one. In your face, Space Cowboy. Or Space Coyote. Space Coyote. Space Cowboy. Not you, Maurice. Yes. (laughs) And I did also love the... It was just a real, just kind of a quick gag, just the 40,000 watt light bulb. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, all right, just a few more quick things here. Brendan, I have to ask you about this. So when the ship is realizing that they're on a collision course, and Sea Captain says, hard a starboard. <laughs> you mean port? So that checks out, right? What's happening? Like, what way they turned? Yes. Yeah, they turned to port. Okay. Port is the left side of the ship. Okay. Starboard is the... Facing the bow, port is left, starboard is right. Okay. Right. I see you're, uh, you're nautical expert. No. Because <laughs> I didn't know that stuff. But I'm how blessed. many knots is that? <laughs> how many knots? <laughs> um, yeah, and then, of course, we mentioned it before, but we have to mention it again, just the ending of this episode. Just yeah. the hot pants. The hot pants. Why were they all on the beach? Yes, that is the one question why I do were have. They all it's on the, the middle beach? of the night. I know exactly why. <laughs> were they looking for hot pants? Because when you see hot pants, <laughs> people come running. That's right. <laughs> people come running. Clearly, that's what happened. <laughs> they all wear all right. short shorts. They so. do, and they love them. <laughs> they love short shorts. So, all right. So that takes us to the end of this episode. Um, before we get into our final thoughts on this episode, uh, Brendan, why don't you tell us about the rating? In its original broadcast, El Viaje, Mister- El Viaje Misterioso de Nuestro Homer. Oh my god, I can't. I'm sorry. Good lord. Uh, oh the god. Mysterious Voyage of Homer finished 34th in ratings for the week of December 30th, 1996 to January 5th, 1997 with a Nielsen rating of 9.0, equivalent to approximately 8.7 million viewing households. It was the highest-rated show on the Fox Network that week. Mm. All right. Okay, so, final thoughts on this episode. What did everyone think overall? It was an episode. (laughs) So, nothing? I... I, I thought you were going to like this one. I did. It's there were quite <laughs> a few good bits. I really I have never watched the good, the bad and the ugly, but I love that that theme like a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, used so much. Yeah. It's so many things. Uh so I really like that. And Oh, and I forgot to bring up too, the animation of Homer when they just yeah. zoom in on mm-hmm. his face and he's looking back and forth and everything. It was great. Yes. I like the shadow. Uh, I don't think that was actually his shadow. It looked like he was, uh, he had like a holster on his belt in the shadow. Mm -hmm. It was, that was a really good part. And I don't know, you guys were talking about like the animation and stuff. Maybe I'm just spoiled because I grew up in the 21st century, but (laughs) I thought it was fine. So you weren't blown away by the animation, you were just like, yeah, whatever. Like, it was good. I, I enjoyed it, and it was very stylized, and I liked it. But I don't know. Computer-generated stuff, man. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
But I mean, also when you look at other episodes of The Simpsons, though. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's yeah. an achievement for the other episodes in the animation that they typically have in the episodes and things like that. Like, I think you could at least say that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Other thoughts? I I, I think for the, the same argument, like, comparatively, it it... I, the only episodes that I truly love now from The Simpsons, like, they're all great, I think, but the ones that I truly love are the ones that they try to go out on a limb when they try to go different. Like, they've done that before. Didn't they have the one where everything was, like, 3D? Yeah, that was they, one yeah. of the Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, yeah. I love whenever they really take a take a left turn. Okay. And this was this was definitely one of the first times they truly, truly did that. Okay. I liked it. That's it again. It, yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. It was. It was good. Okay. I mean, there aren't a lot of Simpsons episodes like until later years where I'm like, ugh, <laughs> ugh. Um, it was fine. I'm kind of shocked that they got Johnny Cash, but yeah, you're right. It was late life Johnny Cash. And like I said, he was trying. That was like the renaissance of his career, and he was trying to. To get in a... with the young kids. Yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, I guess on that respect, it's a good marketing. Were kids ever, like, <laughs> was this a kid's show? Like, not a kid's show. Okay. But it was initially probably marketed that way, but. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, well, we we were all kids when it came out. Yeah. And we were all watching it. Like, I mean, I was mm-hmm. 10 and when I, it first came out. I loved The Simpsons mainly because when I was a kid, it felt like I was sliding one past my parents. Yes. Because if my parents truly sat down and watched it, right. they'd probably be like, ah, maybe we shouldn't, you know. But then again, too, like, there's a lot as a kid. Like, I mean, you did kind of get that feeling back then. Like, it was almost kind of like that naughty feeling. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. Like this but is just, it's a cartoon, it so kids, yeah, so it's... I am slipping past my parents because it's a cartoon. But, yeah. of course, there's a lot that you don't get as a kid. Mm. I never on. got that naughty feeling because I was watching Twin Peaks at a very young age as well. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Laura Palmer's death versus The Simpsons was. <laughs> but again, I like, was also watching X Files. Yeah, <laughs> I was a big Fox guy. Yeah, like, yeah I was <laughs> too back in the day. Especially like all like those shows like Rock and yeah, I yeah. Loved Rock. Like that was such a great show. And Living Color and like all that stuff they had. They just had some. Because, like, especially back then, they were, like, the the network that was actually taking chances. That yeah. was doing different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were kind of like, like, FX kind of became that. Like, they, they started going out on a limb more right. and try to push the envelope. Yeah. And... yeah. So, yeah, and then, I mean, for me, yeah, I mean, I think this is a very good episode. Like, I, um, I've always really, really liked this episode. And just the, you know, obviously having Johnny Cash in it really um, helps boost the episode and how good it is um but you know like we've been saying it's it's a good episode that kind of shows a journey and you know a really interesting journey as far as like you know having doubts with your um significant other or something like that and then coming to the realization right and you know and just the realization that like oh no this is you know this is a good thing and this is what i want and you know things like that and well everyone needs to have that kind of like 
point. Like, whatever you feel like you're just kind of, like, going along and the status quo and everything, you need to, like, gut check yourself sometimes, whether it be eating hot peppers (laughs) or whether just taking a vacation and slowing down and actually looking at your life. Right. You're like, is this what I want? Yep. And, you know, hopefully more often than not, you'll be like, yeah, things are cool. Things are all right. And plus, too, the thing that, you know, like, I know they always say people don't change and things like that but that's not really true like you keep changing as you adapt yeah and you know like i've mentioned to Corey, you know we've been together almost 12 years now and i'm like Mm -hmm. we are definitely not the same people we were when we met and but we've grown with each other you know we haven't grown apart like a Mm -hmm. lot of people tend to do and things like that but i think that is important like you're saying Mm -hmm. as you go through there's you have to stop at times and kind of think about things and like you know, am I going in the right path? Is this the right direction for me? You exactly. know, things like that. So, but, and, and then of course there's just nonsense in this episode too, which I love. So, oh yeah. You know, I mean the short shorts, I mean, that's just the hot <laughs> pants. I mean, just completely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, season eight, like the, just the whole season, some of the writing in there was just amazing. Yeah. So I mean, was, this is definitely prime time. Yeah. You know, of, of the Simpsons for sure. Um, there's always the there's always the snobs that are just like, no, nope, the first twelve seasons, first fifteen seasons or whatever, then everything else sucks. Right. And it's like, okay, well, give it a chance though. You know? Season eight. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's like you know, like you mentioned already, Don, that it's like, yes, some of the later stuff isn't as good as the prime stuff, but right. there are still some good episodes in there. There are some gems. Like we even found one. I know, like you really loved that one that was about cryptocurrency. I did, and so really? I, we never. Yeah, we're gonna have to that do that at some point on the podcast. So, but um, and that's like that was from what last year, I think. That was two years ago. Was it two years ago? But, and like you just like absolutely loved that episode. That was that was so a very. I remember good like you just really really liking that. So the esports one was not. No. I thought you were gonna <laughs> like that one, and then yeah, when I started, I basically picked that just knowing it was esports. I'm like, oh yeah, Brendan will like this, and then I started to watch it, and I was like. Hmm. <laughs> I do have my d- degree in mid-century kitsch. Yes. <laughs> like I do admit, like there are moments in that, but yeah, it just falls off the rails pretty quick. So, but that's neither here nor there. All right. So before we get out of here, real quick, here um, we have our Act Four segment where we just talk about things that we're excited about or things that we're enjoying right now. Um, so does anybody have anything for Act Four? I do. What do you have? I have a podcast I've been um, listening to, and it's pretty, uh, it's not long and drawn out, so you can listen to episodes real quick. It's called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. And yeah, and didn't you say they're like about 20 minutes or so, like pretty quick? Yeah, 20 minutes to an hour's like the longest, an hour tops, but it discusses songs like You Oughta Know and... <laughs> Back that thing up, if you will, because we're a G-rated podcast. And, I wouldn't say we're G-rated, but... And um, What's the Scenario by uh, Tribe Called Quest. And the last one I listened to was No Doubt's Just a Girl. And man, man. And you are not a Dote Out fan. I'm not. And now I'm... I'm a hundred percent not a Gwen Stefani fan because yeah, <laughs> because they were talking about like he was he always has a guest on it's a guy who's a music critic and he always has a guest on and his guest was um an Indian American 
uh, female in her like mid 20s, early 30s. And he's like, so let me ask you a question with the bindi and everything. Do you think she is just naive? Do you think it's cultural appropriation? And she's like, oh no, she sucks. It's 100% cultural appropriation for her. And I'm like, that's true because she went from the Bindi era to the Harajuku era too. And it's like, the girl's like, she just devours anything she thinks is cool. She's the exact definition of cultural yeah, appropriation. Yeah. She's like, oh, will and, this make me look cool? Right. And I'm like, Ooh, I hate Gwen Stefani even more. <laughs> it's fine because she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say that. <laughs> but um, there's also the one of the two of the more depressing ones are "Nothing Compares to You" by Sinead O'Connor, and believe it surprise. or not, CNC Music Factory. Everybody dance now. What? I've always wanted a good behind the music of CNC. <laughs> I think they did have one actually. I think there was yeah. a CNC Music Factory and behind the music. In that podcast, he mentions the scene in The Simpsons where all you hear are the first beats dun, of, dun, yeah, dun, dun, and dun. he's like, and you immediately start laughing, and he's yep. like, are they, were they so self-possessed that they knew they were going to be the joke? And I'm like, damn it, were they? It's one of the sadder episodes I've listened to, hmm. which is weird because CNC Music Factory. Right. But that's what I've been listening to, and I love it. All so right. go find it where you find your regularly scheduled podcast. What? Thank you the for sharing. The only thing I know about <laughs> Gwen Stefani is that she sucks. Is that she wears space shorts. <laughs> that's the only good thing she's done. And I hate her. <laughs> uh, I literally did not know who Gwen Stefani was before I watched that, and I still don't know who she is. You're I just for know it. that she watched Where's Space Shorts. SNL with Peter Dinklage. Do you know what that is? No. It's, it's a... We'll have to show it to you. Yeah. It's uh, it's called Space Shorts. Space Pants. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It starts with Space Pants, and Peter okay. Dinklage comes out, and he's just dressed <laughs> like in this like crazy futuristic outfit, and he comes right. dancing out, and he starts singing this song. But... And... <laughs> The thing that it's so it's funny because he's singing this song, but also what's right. happening is there's like a bunch of mobsters sitting at a table, and they're like trying to do business while this is all happening. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> like, and then it? as it goes along, and then he's like, and please welcome my guest Gwen Stefani, and then she comes <laughs> out and she starts saying space shorts, uh... which she's not great with it, but right. the the whole like, like most scene is really it, really funny. It is one of the better scenes <laughs> SNL gets. All right, Brendan, you got anything? Uh, I don't know. Something came yesterday well, that I yeah, think you're excited like, about. That's not something you mean, that I can promote. Do you want to talk about the Mario? Well, it's just talking oh, about yeah. <laughs> things that you're excited about. Well, what I do is I promote things okay. that I care about. <laughs> All right. Uh, something that I really care about and is absolutely phenomenal and oh, everyone God. should watch the Nintendo Direct because they announced the Mario movie and the cast list is just a hit after. There's it. some is good it? ones on there. <laughs> I mean, Jack Black is Bowser. That's good. I, it's, I, see, and listen, Key My Key can't do anything wrong. Keegan-Michael Key, like, he's amazing at everything he does. So. Here's the thing. Chris Pratt? Every, the <laughs> big companies think that we care 
so much about big actors playing animated roles. I don't care. And if anything, a voice actor is better because they've done that before. Exactly. And they know what right. to do with it. And the, the absolute disrespect to Charles Martinet was... Is that the original Mario? Yes. yes. Okay. He's played Mario for over 30 years. It's... They could have chose anyone. Yeah. <laughs> anyone. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Like, I don't understand. Like, they could have... I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's Mario Batali doing? <laughs> <laughs> they could, anyone. He's actually he's Italian. <laughs> and the name. <laughs> so when he says, it's a me, Mario, he's like, this is <laughs> true. what I say. It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, uh, Corey, you brought it up very briefly earlier. What? Um, I just want to talk about the Brooklyn Nine-Nine finale. Uh, um, it was, it was great. It was very, very well done. We've been, we hadn't been watching the show as long as we should have been. Correct. Um, now it was always a show I wanted to watch, but we were very late to the game and, um, Brendan kept telling us, you guys need to watch this, you guys need to watch this, you guys need to watch this. So what, probably the last year is when we started watching it. Yeah. And so we binged all the way through it and then pretty much got caught up right towards the end here and. Um, but I do have to say, the finale, I feel like they nailed it. Um, it was very, very well done. And um, it was extended. It was like a like a double episode, basically. But it was very good. I walked away satisfied with it. And I was uh, happy to be along for the ride. It was an interesting finale. Because, like, it didn't feel like a finale to me. It really didn't. It, like, well, until the end. Well, yeah. Uh, but most they of all it, die. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crimes eliminated in New York. That's, yeah. that's what Scott Ackerman said. He goes, "You got to get rid of all crime, and everything is eliminated, so you don't need the police anymore." So, I mean, that's what I have today. Don, do you have anything you want to share? Uh, as far as what? Anything that you're excited about, or oh, I like don't. anything that you I want don't. to promote or like talk about? I mean, we'll What's we'll do thing? plugs yeah. in a plug minute. Plug things. Oh, we'll never do mind. plugs in a moment. Don't plug things. But, um, I'm not plugging. Like as far things. as like if there's anything that you really like that you want to tell people about, or um, I, I I like this podcast. Oh, I like this thank opportunity. You. Thank you. I'm, I'm really happy to be. here. <laughs> thank you very much, and thanks again for coming. So that was called panda. <laughs> <laughs> we liked it. <laughs> so all right. So uh, before we get out of here, of course, uh, just a quick reminder that if you do want to get a hold of us for any reason uh, you can get us on email so it's come to this pod at gmail.com hopefully i'll be getting some stuff on instagram at so it's come to this underscore pod and on facebook so it's come to the so it's come with the number two this and of course you can find us on spotify stitcher apple and google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast and while you're there Make sure to like and subscribe. And really, you can contact us for any reason. Any you reason have a of... crippling emergency and don't want to call 911, just contact <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't guarantee you'll get an immediate response, but hey, you know. Don't, you can do it. Don't yeah. contact our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that, that will just sit I mean, there. if you're in an emergency situation, <laughs> that won't help you. Right. All right. So before we go here, um, again, I just want to thank you, Don, for coming on. Uh, this was oh, great. Sh- um, yeah. I'd love to have you back at some point. Sure. Um, and before we go, is there anything that you want to talk about? Anything that you want to promote? Because uh, I know there's some stuff going on that, that you do as well. Right. That, uh, that you'd like our listeners to know about. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm, I'm part of a podcast, and we're, we're going to be doing it again pretty soon. we got about 50 episodes out right now. Um, we're sitting on a couple episodes that we're going to release as well. It's called Bourbon Legends. Uh, we drink adult beverages and try to give our take on certain legends. It's very good. Yes, it is good. It's very good. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a little bit of drunk history. Um, you know, it's it it it, it uh, it's a good time. It's fun. Um, I will put the caveat out there. Obviously, we are a family friendly um, podcast. I know yes. that is not a family. Mine friendly. is not. Mine is not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just the should bad. not listen to <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Exactly. <laughs> so this one is for the adults. Yes. And then anything else? Like, do you want to talk about your comedy at all, or uh, yeah, anything I do that's comedy. going on with that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What if, you'll see me one of these days. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, I know you were telling me that you got a, a big uh, a big opportunity coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be exciting, at the, so. uh, in about a week and a half, I'm going to the uh, Savage Henry Comedy Festival, which is, uh, that's in Northern California in Eureka, and uh, that'll be fun. Uh, if anyone in California listens to this, I'll be there. Come say hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if and not, I know you do, you do like a lot of like local things and stuff like that like oh yeah yeah I, I host like an that. open mic every Monday at Tudor Lounge it's it's fun if you want to try comedy come down um, if not stay home yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well again can't thank you enough for being here um, and thanks for picking this episode this was a good one yeah so, it was fun. Uh, we really appreciate it so with that why don't we get out of here so we're just gonna kind of say our goodbyes so. Start off with our guest. Goodbye. <laughs> well, guys, it's been another episode, and I haven't said anything sufficiently awkward to you yet, so here it goes. No! <laughs> no, we, we almost you made guys, it! You guys are all my best friends in, in very personal, separate ways <laughs> that I'm sure you all know about. And Are they all going to get their own unique <laughs> gift? <laughs> you're all going to get your own unique gift in five years. And I'd really love to kiss y'all on the mouths. No tongue. No tongue. Okay. That's where she draws the line, everyone. I, I have the <laughs> That's same That's where I draw the line. <laughs> it's a good line to have. I'm not going to have a drawn out goodbye. So that's it? So that's it. All right. So we will smell you later, everyone. Bye. 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 with please watch Lancelot Link Secret Chimp. Oh god, are we bringing that up again? Even though it's been off the air for like 40 years. And do you know it was Um, only on for one season? There's 13 episodes. What? How come I remember so many episodes? Maybe I just watched it continuously. I love nonsense and chimpanzees. I'm sorry, (laughs) Romper Well, I'm sorry, before you jump in, I'm just looking at Don who has a very confused look on his face. Hey man, I'm just rolling. So, (laughs) I've done it properly. Corey has mentioned a few times on this episode this crazy show called Lancelot Link Secret Chimp that came out in the 70s. Okay. And it was all monkeys. It was on Nick at Night. And the monkeys just like move their mouths and then people talk for them. That's it. And it was... Like Lancelot I found Link. a YouTube of like the of just the theme song, 
Which, of it course, is like almost two minutes in itself. Was it a fever dream? It's it insane. <laughs> you will think it's a fever oh, no. dream if you see it. It's on our uh, Facebook page. The Lancelot, so Lancelot Link is a um, secret agent who has to fight the Chump Organization, which is an organization ah, of organization. evil monkeys. Okay. And, of course, being from the 70s, there's a lot of racially insensitive things in it. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you found a YouTube? Yes, a YouTube. Found one of them YouTubes. Yep, one of those YouTubes. I dug <laughs> on the in internets. and found it. On the interwebs. I think you know who I'm talking about. Everyone who oh likes us on Facebook and doesn't. Never mind. I'm not going to get into <laughs> we it. They know who do they this are. Again. I know who they are. And they're lucky I don't have their home addresses. Corey was That's specifically mean. calling people out a few episodes ago that I had to edit out. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is not cool. What for? Like not comment because for they're well because they're yeah they're, they're like they're going on our Facebook page, but then they don't email us and we don't think they're listening. Well, oh. and I asked one person specifically, do you want me to include you in the romper room shout out? And they went, thank you, no, I don't listen to the podcast. And I'm like, that's not what she why said. Are you liking she this? She said I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sure she oh. hasn't listened to Which it. Which is kind of the same thing, but yeah. a little bit different. No, it's not different. All of this will be cut out, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. So I say leave it in. <laughs> I also forgot to add the most important part of the No Doubt episode was when the host, whose name is Rob, says that in 1997 he was in a ska band called, wasn't. called Scantily Clad, Scantily Spelled S K A. You have to do it. <laughs> and he was like, and then he goes off on this tangent about the ska bands from Orange County, and he's like, you know, like real big fish. And all of their true fans know that their best song is beer. But I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Why does every ska bit, especially the smaller ska bands, they all have a ska... So you know what You know what you're getting into. Is. The Scommunist Manifesto. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Although he also talks about his friend's ska band which was called Turkey Dump Truck. Say okay. it real fast. Yep. Turkey Dump Truck. Yeah. And he's like, it's hilarious if you know ska music. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to explain this to you. Yes. That's great.